HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by greatbrewers.com, a social media marketing platform dedicated to promoting the world's great brewers and the beers they create. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. I'm Erica Wides, host of Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 and the Good Beer Seal. This is our first show of 2015. Cheers to you guys. we got we got a room full of beer technology guys and bar owner and, and brewers. But a good buddy, Ed Baristecki here, kind of kind of started off the show. Ed from Mugs Ale House. How are you, Ed? Hey, Jimmy. How are you? Happy New Year. You know, there's, there's a lot of beer technologies, you know, that, that consumers are interacting with. You know, there, there's beer menus, which has been around for a while and untapped, and uh, both of their uh, main guys are here tonight. And Ed recently said, sent me a, a photo uh, of this thing called Beer Boards. And uh, let's start talking about that because why do you need a what is that, electronic board for your beer list? Why <laughs> yeah, can't you write it on a chalkboard? Because I'm too old, Jimmy. I'm too old for this. Actually, I, you know, I, I, my background, I used to be a tech head. I was a systems programmer years before I started the bar, actually while I started the bar. So technology has always been something that I appreciated. Um, now, since we're all a tech world, I sat there one day and I was trying to figure out myself how to do this because I've heard of the pony bar doing it and and setting up their menus and, and things like that. I just thought it would be a cleaner look. Um, you know my bar, it's an old bar, so for me, I didn't want it to be too commercial looking also, so I had to work with what we have there. And JC walked in one day and he gave me this flyer and I'm like sitting there and I kind of didn't blow him off, but I threw it on the back burner and then I came in one day, I looked at the boards and I said, Man, these look terrible. And I said, and then I just gave him a call and we sat down and we brainstormed and we came up with uh, what we have up currently. Is it the best thing for everybody? I don't know. You know, for me, so it's great. I should go to Mugs L House and check out your fancy beer board. Yeah, well, maybe you should. I know. Maybe after the show. <laughs> yeah. But other technologies. So, you know, our good buddy, Augie Carton, uh, it's nice Hello. to have you back on the show. Thank you. So you, you brought us, uh, what, the epitome? epitome? Carton Epitome. But that's not why you're here today. You're here because you're using another technology that probably many of our listeners know about, Untapped. What is Untapped, and why are you so famous on it? 
Um, so Carton Brewing is three and a half years old, and Untapped is probably about four and a quarter, right? So I was actually an Untapped user prior to being a brewer. Um, <clears throat> so what happened was as we started putting beers out there, I started seeing people checking into them on Untapped, and I started toasting them because it was one or two people at night. And I kind of kept that rolling to the point where, so to, to toast a beverage on Untapped, you have to friend somebody first. So at this point, I have 20,000 friends, and I've toasted each person or tried to toast everybody that had a, any of our beers, whether they liked it or hated it, which has become this kind of rolling thing that's a pain in their button. But you're <laughs> super active, too. too. Like, you're, you're always on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, you're really adept with the... Well, yeah, new so technologies. You got to remember how small we are. We're we're you know we're a ten guy shop, fifteen barrel brew house. We only make about twenty five hundred barrels a year. So, if you learn the rhythms of these different technologies and how they work, they can save you a lot of effort. Like you know, our beers are usually in rotation at places. So even if I sold mugs a keg, I can't say he's got it on tonight. Not that I could get it, but <laughs> <laughs> but, what I'm saying, but if they ask, I can say, look. Check recent beer menus, check recent untaps. If somebody's had a boat at Mugs tonight on either of those, or if it's posted there or checked in there, that's the easiest way to find out a quick answer without me calling distributors and so on. So we use it that way. As a tiny company that can't afford to do market research, if you really do pay close enough attention, what Untapped is best at is it's what people are thinking while they're actually drinking. It's not people at home thinking about the beer experience. It's a quick reaction to what they just put in their mouth while they're out so you can get a real feel for how it's being perceived in bars for us that's extended out to suspecting dirty tap lines shutting down a place because their sales staff couldn't wrap their head around our beers or greatly you know enlarging a relationship how how does that work i mean Uh, you're using it to like analyze well it depends on the beer and the reaction right there's certain beers that are always going to be received well big hoppy beers and then there's, you know, you see one beer getting a lower reaction in one restaurant every time. You check their lines and clean them. You know what I mean? You see one beer that isn't always perceived well, and it's getting a great reaction in this restaurant. You send the sales guys there to find out what they're doing right and try to make everybody else know it. Why would you think the line was dirty? I mean, uh... it, you can tell. If you, if you pay enough attention to the rhythms of Untapped. You can tell where either the bartender hates your beer, and that's when it's only getting bad reviews on Friday, or the really? line is dirty, and that's when it's getting bad I reviews really? over yeah. 14 days. I just tried to, you know, because I follow what goes on on Untapped also, and for me, it's just, sometimes I see some weird things, like beer. people say they're drinking a beer at my bar that's not up, or, you know, they put in a beer that we had last week, yeah, a week it's, later, so I don't know if that's something that... Is po- I guess it's possible to do if somebody wants to go on there and say that. Well, there's there's a group of people that join Untapped and put in every beer they ever remember drinking, and all of a sudden you'll see one guy check into beers I haven't made in four years. But if you pay attention to that guy's check-ins versus your bar, you might see that he's put in 32 in the last five minutes. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Because he's trying to update his cachet on that thing. And that's good. That's a good in- intro for Untapped and beer boards. But, but now also uh, beermenus.com. Eric Stevens, one of the founders here. Eric, how are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you, Jimmy? So, like, re- recently, I remember last summer, uh, Eric Asimov, the New York Times wine and sometimes beer writer, he, he, he was trying to write about, you know, a Berliner Weiss, and he, he found the, the Peekskill Simple Sour. Mm-hmm. And the big coup in that article was he basically said, well, I went 
to beermenus.com and look for all the places that had it. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about, about your program because, I mean, I think that people sometimes are checking, you know, my backup lists and other things. Yeah, sure. So uh, we we created Beer Menus um, at this point almost seven years ago we launched. So we've been around for a while. And we were really trying to solve a, a problem that we had, which was that we wanted to figure out who had specific beers. Uh, craft beer was really starting to explode. So many great options out there. And at the time, there's no way to figure out who had what beers. So we really wanted to, um, we just wanted that for ourselves. And we started it kind of just as a, as a side project, as a hobby, just kind of see what would happen. And the response that we got when we first launched was just overwhelming. People were like, oh my God, I've been wanting this type of thing forever. Oh, I've been meaning to do that for so long. Um, but nobody thought it would work because the way it works is that the the bars, restaurants, beer stores, they, they update their beer selection. That's how it works. Um, it comes from the business owner. And a lot of folks didn't think uh, the business owners would be willing to do it. It would take too long. And, and so we focused really hard in trying to make it as easy as possible for the businesses to participate. And now we've got thousands and thousands of businesses on the, on the site. It's been, it's been a ton of fun. And I, I didn't really think much about it, but about six months in after you guys started, when I would Google beers you know, to get a description, it used to be it was always like rape beer or beer advocate. Now we're talking like nine, eight or nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And about six months in, suddenly you, you, the beer menus listing was coming up before all the others. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of businesses discovered us when they were researching the beers that they were serving and trying to figure out uh, beer descriptions, ABVs, things like that for their own print materials to, to help their customers understand those beers so yeah a ton of people have, have found us that way that's awesome let's let's jump over to greg from uh from untapped so greg i mean it, it seems that for consumers you know you, you're the site that are or the app that people are using tell us about how, how you got started with it yeah so it's it's a it's very very uh telling tale uh we're a two-man organization we work part-time on the project i'm here obviously in new york city and my co-founder is out in los angeles and about four years ago or five years ago, uh, my co-founder came to me and he said, I have this great idea. Why don't we take the four-square method everyone's kind of familiar with? We were checking into locations, and we'll attach it to beer because beer is very social. And there really wasn't a place where people could be social on the web uh, when it comes to beer. So I promptly told them that no one would ever do that, and it would be a waste of our time. And truly, I was very, very wrong with that statement. Uh, and, uh, you know, about a million and a half users later, we're still – kind of working uh, through all the, the stuff that we have. And uh, it's been a great experience to see uh, feedback and users and, um, you know, keep building out the platform. All right. And, Augie, you're kind of like the voice of technology. I keep going back to you. But. <laughs> um, actually, you know what's funny is the last time you and I really got at it late at night, we were out with our buddy Anthony. And the whole reason I know him is because of beer menus. At one point, like four years ago, I was looking for Nugget Nectar. He had it on at Swift's. I found that on a Google search, like you said. So I became aware of Anthony and beer menus that night. Went and helped finish that keg of nugget, and that was that. Like, it's I've made friends off both these sites. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, it's through, through Untapped, I've had the pleasure of meeting a lot of people as well. I think the whole culture of beer is very social, and having a place where people can put their comments and check-ins and talk to people and discover new beer, it's just a really cool thing people can do. And I know a lot of friends. I've actually been to two weddings this past year from friends I've met on Untapped. You can, t- you can see the kind of culture that beer is all about and what we're trying to accomplish online. And similar to beer menus, we're doing very similar things in terms of being able to connect people with their beer, but also people with people. 
people. And I think that's a great way for both people to communicate with each other and also for, like, Augie uh, and breweries to communicate with the consumers. That's very important. It can't be done right now except on social media like Twitter or Facebook, but we're allowing them to connect directly with the customer, which really haven't been heard of in this industry right now. Ed, do you use any of the other beer technologies? Uh, you know, beer menus... They, they know me. <laughs> they know me from the beginning, I think. Um, uh, they were, I was probably one of the guinea pigs in the beginning that they were trying to get me going on it. And, of course, the old fart that I am, it uh, kind of fell behind. And then I try to keep up. and I get a spurt. talking that way, I'm not going to invite you back. <laughs> Why? I, you're, just, you're not I'm that being old, truthful. I, I just turned 50, babe. It's, uh, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> it being in this business 22 years, I feel like I'm 70. Um, but, yeah, I was there for their beginning, and, and I remember the whole unveiling of it. And, and But for me, it's like, God, four kids, everything, a lot of things. Technology for me is real tough as far as trying to keep everything updated. It'd be nice if everything, like, you know, if I have to go and update beer menus, I know they, you can update my website and things like that. And I try to. I try to keep up with it. You know, it, it gets tough, though. It gets tough, for me at least. Right. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that uh, that we've found is that it really helps when it becomes just part of your team's job to update beer menus. So a lot of businesses, whoever takes care of uh, changing out the keg, bringing a new one online, just becomes a part of that process. So a lot of the businesses that update, uh, many of the businesses update basically in real time. As soon as they change the keg, they update beer menus. We found that for those folks, that, that process works well, making sure the team knows how to how to take care of it. it, it you're, you're right, and, and it's... It, being a mom and pop shop, I never really looked at it that way. And I mean, now it kind of what we have now with the with these guys, and not to step on your shoes or anything, but it's it kind of works well for us because the boards get updated. It shoots out a tweet. It updates my website. It does everything in one shot. Also, it's similar to what you're doing, but I think they're more a little bit more towards the bar owner and the, the, their approach from what at least my outlook is that. You know, my boards are updated immediately. Like my my bartenders now, they can update it and they don't have to write it and they don't have to take it down. And so they just go on and they just update it and it's done. It's there's similar technologies. I mean, to a certain degree, like I and right. you know, you can you can get into it a little bit more with uh, Jimmy there. Give a little so more explanation Mark, of the background Mark, of Mark it. Young. You're from uh, Beer Boards. So Jimmy, this is Mark Young from Beer Board. First of all, thank you for having me. This is. Uh, we're launching in New York, and this is the way to launch in New York with you. So I'll just follow up on Ed's point. I mean, we're we're a company. We've been around, actually, for for about nine years. Our, our first product that we released, because we have, we have a couple products, one was to help bar owners better manage draft beer. Um, so we did take a bar owner perspective. We help them monitor every volume, you know, every ounce of beer that they pour by the tap. Um, and, and we focused on a... On a wide area we, we focused on national chains but to to ed's point we took a bar owner perspective um and i'll even talk to augie makes about 2500 barrels right augie there's now over 3,000 breweries in the u.s alone and craft breweries so for us it was how do you better manage the category i came from a beer distributor background and and we really were looking from it for, from a standpoint of of an operator who needs to communicate all these great beers, beers like Augie has brought to market, and and they rotate a lot. They rotate fast. So how do we help the bar owner 
but at the same time help the help the consumer understand where they can find you know these great beers and and their style of beer because it's, it's about really for us it's about style of beer because I want to try my IPAs and pale ales and they're rotating quickly and fast so somebody like Ed needs to keep his board updated he needs to keep his his customers informed and that's really what our our, our uh, initial angle here was to help our owners you know, keep people of, informed. Some of Ed's lines haven't changed in 30 years. Well, you're right. We have standard lines. And, you know, we have the on-deck lines like uh, cart and boat, which we've been waiting for for, what, how many years? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Let's make a quick toast. First, if, if you're on Twitter, which we would like, at beer underscore se- sessions, Maggie's tweeting and sending some photos out. If you got any questions for this beer technology crowd, uh, you can totally send it in at beer underscore sessions. I know at beer menus, they're also tweeting. So, hey, this is a good show. We're getting started. Let's check out heritagenetwork.org. You can become a member, and it's uh, first year. Happy New Year, everybody. All right. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. like good beer. Whether you're a craft beer pro or just had your first sip of an IPA, GreatBrewers.com is your number one beer resource on the internet. GreatBrewers.com bridges the gap between the world's great brewers and the consumers who enjoy their products. With so much information and misinformation out there, GreatBrewers.com focuses on education and leaves no stone unturned. Take the great beer test on their website and browse through an extensive product catalog. Download their mobile beer cloud app, which includes a GPS beer finder, a beer sommelier, and descriptions for over 5,000 different brews. What are you waiting for? Back up that passion for craft beer with some solid information and education. Visit greatbrewers.com today. Today's break song is called New Ease by Mamarazzi. This is Beer Sessions Radio. Hey, 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 welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. It's our first show of 2015. We're talking about beer technology. we got uh, untapped beer boards and uh, beer menus here, including Augie Carton, the ultimate beer technology dude. So, Augie, you said you've got like 20,000 friends on untapped. and Yeah. Um, isn't that breaking the rules? That's breaking the rules a little, but to be fair, we broke those rules before they were really rules. Like I said, I was a very early adopter of that one. So Greg tells you, know, Greg from Untapped here, this is kind of cool. So, well, he, do so, you feel better now about yourself? <laughs> How do you manage all these relationships? I mean, does he have to pay like thousands of dollars to be on Untapped? Uh, no, but I wish he did. Uh, that would be great. Uh, no, but uh, no, Augie and I have uh, communicated a long time ago. It's actually the first time I met him face-to-face. We've communicated over email a lot. Um, he's a great test user case because he'll probably – either break the bank in terms of all of our servers and stuff like that, or he'll test some new things for us, and he's been a part of a lot of the early beta stuff that we've done for the brewery. So, um, but so yeah, we're, no. we're going to do a competition now. So we got all these different technologies. we got a brewer, and we got a bar. So, uh, I don't know. Ed, is there a beer of Augie's that you want to put on at Mug's Ale House? Oh, <laughs> um, boat? 
Both. Okay. <laughs> At least that. I mean, so, we, we have. Well, let's one, ask each, each, we'll each group here uh, between the different apps and, and technology. So, so somebody wants to find first of all carton boat beer. Then they also care about what's at Mugsdale House. So, Mark, why don't you start with us? You know, what are some of the tools that that your beer boards do? Yeah. So for Mugsdale House, uh, his customers and any any uh, any good craft beer drinker out there can download Beer Board Mobile. It's Beer Board one word, and they would see literally in real time as Ed changes his lines over. Not only the beer board in his store, but our beer board mobile app will change. They, so. Is that like waterboarding? We <laughs> <laughs> oh. have to have fun with you guys because you know it's the beer technology show. Come on, guys. <laughs> so, so yeah, he can if Augie uh, can can get him his boat beer. He's been talking about it for about a half hour. So you know, Jimmy, before we got here, he wanted that that product. So. So as soon as he gets it in, um, he he'll he'll put it online and he'll he'll update his beer board, uh, not only his in-store display but his mobile app, and and that'll actually push a notification to any of his clients that that prefer that style. So it's all real time and and that's what this is about. I think for craft beer right now, it's about availability. How do we how do we make consumers aware of of great products? Um, like the ones that we're sampling here tonight, uh, are available at, at, at bars like Mugs Ale House. And what, what about you guys, Eric, from Beer Menus? Sure. So you can go to beermenus.com and search for Carton Boat Beer. And, uh, yeah, there are a bunch of places. Um, Augie already did it, too. Yeah, Augie did it, uh, but looks like it's at Sugarberg, Tourist, Brewery Lane, Fool's Gold. Oh, that's good. Mission Doris. That's uh, good, Augie. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, so, yeah, Augie. So, it's, uh, yeah, let's <laughs> so those are the good places to go in New York if they have cart and boat. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, all it's right. At, it's at about 20, 30 places pretty, pretty nearby. Oh, great. You know, it's uh, funny. Uh, like seven of them. A few years ago when there's a good beer seal committee and they, they, they met to talk about which bars deserve the award. This is four, four years ago or so. At the time, now you're talking about which, which bars have cart and boat. At the time, it was Barrier Brewing, which, which then was fairly new. And, the, and they, some people basically said, hey, if they have Barrier, that means they're, they're a good beer bar. That they get what's going on. So that's a cool use of your app, right? To yeah, track it I, think, down. I think that's happening a lot. Um, Other Half, Carton, uh, Barrier, they're all local breweries that the folks are super excited about. And it's definitely a signal that that bar or restaurant really cares about You know, about one time I, I put on something on, on, on deck. I, I tried your pro series and we mm-hmm. put something on deck. And someone showed up asking for that beer. And I was like, how would you know? He said, I saw it on Facebook. I saw that you had it on deck. Yep. So yeah, I'm we, a believer. And what about for Greg, <laughs> Thanks, for Untapped? Jimmy. So like... Yeah, it's, it's a little different with us because we don't really have the venue side where they'll go in and manage it. But our benefit is that users will tell us where the beer is being served. So there's less uh, stress on the bar owner to actually say, hey, update our tap list uh, with all the stuff we have. So, you know, I, I have a very similar list of where boat beer is. I mean, I have some at the Pony Bar, some at Fool's Gold, some at Barcade. Uh, That's uh, good. People don't know uh, too much about <laughs> Thank you. Jersey City. <laughs> Thank you. You just got to uh, log in on Untapped at say I had the boat beer at Mugs Hill House. Exactly. Right. You can yeah. you can make it up. Right. You don't well, have to. Uh, be we, there. Don't, we don't make it up here. No? Let's be, it's true. Well, we people have an really mad if it's a scientific <laughs> algorithm that determines whether the beer is being served at that location. So if you bring a beer into a bar that maybe it's a bottle share or something like that. We have some algorithms that uh, are our secret sauce, I would say, that basically don't allow it to be ingested into the community. We were able to, to, with a reasonable doubt, tell you what's on a tap list without actually having the person update their list. I, I've actually been yelled at, never for your guys' beer board site, but both of your sites have got me yelled at 
for they said they had boat they didn't have boat and me trying to explain in 140 characters or less yeah. that a sixtal is only x amount of pints and they might have even right. had it when you read it not yeah is, i mean you know goes very fast so you know yeah. the, we don't have 100 percent accuracy on whether these things are going to be there but uh, the way that we look at the fine beer feature on untapped is an, an opportunity to uh, let them know where it possibly could be uh, so that's kind of the way it works I, and ed, ed ed can talk to this i think that's that's really our focus is to try to make it as up to date as it's, possible and as accurate as possible to the minute. So. You know, I never looked outside of mugs, and that's kind of the way I used to always look at mugs. Was like, you know, I had blinders on, and I never looked outside of it when these apps were showing up. But when your app showed up for me, it was just I didn't even think about the outside and how it's going to affect everything on the outside of it. But the boards are really what I was enthused about. And by the way, Augie, I do have a. a a carton handle. At least I have that. <laughs> well, then I'm extra mad at somebody because you don't have the beer. But Mark, I still don't understand. So, okay, and JC, J- this is JC Whipple and Mark, two guys. JC, say what you want to say because he's the PR guy. Well, I, I, can I speak for beer awards. I, I'd like Mark to say every time he talks, beer board or beer board mobile. That's what I'm looking for him to do. <laughs> so go ahead, Mark. Say what you need to say. Beer board mobile. There you go. So, he said what he had to say. Yeah. No, I, our again, our objective here was that for for somebody like Ed who who rotates a lot of brands. Again, the craft beer business, as we all know, is growing and it's great for everybody. For a consumer that walks into a bar, it's 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 great if you can get efficient information and get and and understand what products are being served at that moment. So, we we really we're partnering with with great bars like like Mugs Ale House. Um, who who offer a lot of great products and those those products need to be listed properly accurately in real time so that, that's really the key so ed you have coming up a couple great events you got your the blind ipa challenge yes we have the blind ipa next saturday the 17th and then we have split, split by, by skull, skull. Uh, so March. you're really you're always updating beers you always have great new beers you know, it, it, <laughs> It, it, we talked about this before the show, and it was just like, for me, it was a matter of cleaning up the boards. But, you know, with everything else that's happened in technology, for me, to just be able to update it from my phone or the bartender update it from the phone, then the boards get updated, shoots out a tweet, says, we just tapped this, and, you know, goes on Facebook, does this. For me, it was an old man's type of environment for me as far as doing what I have to do. I can sit there and just go up and say, take this uh, this beer down, put this beer in, and it's done. You know, and, and they have and they have a facility where I can actually copy, print out a hard draft list, too, for the, for the bar owner. Let's, let's, the talk, let's talk about back to beer. Let's talk about your blind IPA event. Last year, what, you had 12 different IPAs? Yeah, what we do is we, we have 12 different IPAs. We don't tell anybody what they are. Uh, we put 12 blank handles up. Uh, it's our only ticketed event. And it what happens is you come in, you get a sample, and you can sample all 12 beers as many times as you want for two hours. And then on the third hour, you vote, and you get a pint glass, and you drink whatever you want to drink at that point. Um, it's worked great. You know, last year, single cut one, and the year before, Greenport Harbor one, and the first year, Victory one. So we're curious to see who's going to pull it out this year. All right, looking forward to that, man. Yep. And then Augie, so you know, this is a fascinating beer. It's it's not uh, the the coffee 
Uh, well, regular coffee. Right now, you're on. It's Gilded not the, uh, the, the the spring salad mix. But now, now we're going to my favorite part about Untapped, and that is the other category. All right. So, so we, de- you know, our motto, our credo is off the beaten craft. We really only make one beer that's actually to to a style, and that's our double IPA. On that, we're always trying to screw with something in some way, and there's there's this this mentality, I think the craft beer culture is moving out of where first styles made it easy to understand when you were learning new stuff and now everybody's breaking molds and untapped has always had an other so when there was no such thing as a session ipa and we were making a super hoppy session beer we could identify it as other and not an ipa because that upsets people because it's four you know what i mean but if you call it a pale it's too hoppy so other well gilded lily is our white truffle you know, we it put, really smells like truffles. <laughs> we put two kilos of white truffles into a twenty-barrel batch of a big fat golden, um, you know, big fat golden Belgian triple, and um, that's another beer, right? They, what, what are you going to call it? it it's it not a triple. Like truffles, the yeah. truffle. It's got a ton of truffles in it, and there's no such thing as a truffle beer yet, so you can't call it that. It's not a triple because it's got a ton of truffles in it. So the other thing. And the ability to adapt to that is what I like best about so it. For is, this an, is this in any uh, bars in New York City right now? Yeah, check beer menus, I think. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> so, is. guys, check your apps. And who, who can come up with the – what's the name of this beer again? This is called Gilded Lily. So, wh- wh- which of your apps or tech well, sites has no worry about. this listed? It's at Jimmy's. Do you have it? I, I, I did put – one thing great about Cardin, and this is actually a compliment to you, is I know you guys – you change distributors and you're, you're with greatbrewers.com. But you, you definitely are harder to get now. That's uh, not my fault. But that's a good thing. You know, it's, it's, we, it, we wake up early on a Monday hoping to order a keg of carton. Here's the people. Wake up early on a Monday hoping to get a carton. Here's the people claiming to have it right now. Covenhoven, Fool's Gold, Great Harry, um, Culture. That's it. New York Wing Factory, Copper Mine. No, that's not in New York. So we're out of New York. Beer Culture. So what about what about on on uh, beer boards? Do you guys have a? Can Do you, you guys track have it? No, can, we don't have it. You, so, you, but you, can you track like where where people have beers? Yeah, if 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 it was in the uh, if it was in our app, it's going to be on tap. So. That's the funny. Part. So how does a consumer? But, but I understand. So I know what untapped is. I know beer is. But with beer boards, you know, I know you, you're going to go to Mugsdale House and see on the board and all this. But how does a consumer actually know, or how can they check your system? You know, to see what beers there are. Yeah, beer board mobile. Yeah, there's a mobile app. It's a mobile. So, and it's based, again, by it, – it's it's based on the bar owner. So we work with bar owners to actually update the app in real time as they change the product. So our, ours is more for a – it's a dual purpose. They're going to help – we're going to help the bar owner better inform guests, and they're going to they're gonna inform the outside world, and then consumers – can rely on that accuracy so it really is something to it added efficiency i think ed can speak to this we're, we're trying to add efficiency it's a you know for me technology you know I, I think i think these technologies and these guys here are great great technology that we have in this room i'm just you know i'm, I'm an accountant by trade jimmy so i'm, I'm a guy who's functional so I'm, I'm about technology brings efficiency as well as the social and, and, the, and the various aspects. So we're trying to help bar owners more efficiently inform consumers I think of all these great products. It's two different ends of the spectrum here. Because, like, we're talking about, you know, people drinking in a bar. My end is where I've got a, 
all right, update everything in the world to tell everybody that I've got this beer up. So for me, the easiest way of doing it, and, you know, beer and readiness is great. And, and believe you're, still me, planning, but you're still to, planning a polka band, too. Yeah, well, even that. If I, if I, if I was playing a, a polka and they tapped a new beer at the bar, you know, it would be like, well, I have to log on to beer menus and tell them. <laughs> but my, my whole thing is for, with I love about their app, and, again, not to take anything away from beer menus because I love their app also. I sit on my phone. I take one beer out of my list, put another beer in, hit update, and it's done. The boards at the bar get updated. It shoots a tweet. It uh, updates my uh, website. It does everything for me. So that's the way I look at it from my perspective is what I like about it. Beer, again, not to take anything away from Beer Maze because I love their, their app and website and everything else and all the information that it's, it has. But for me, for my, what I needed, they, this is really what I really have been waiting for for a long time. All right, man. And it, at, you can check it out at, at Muggs Alehouse, right? You have a Twitter account. I, I never get any of your tweets, man. No, you don't? No, no. I don't. But oh, you don't follow so, me. This beer or is I crazy. You. Thank you. Have you ever had a beer before with truffles in it? No. You're, kind of, you're once again category buster. but, but that's what Eric, we, what do you think of this beer? It's pretty crazy, right? Yeah, you really taste the truffles. It's, uh, it's delicious. Thank you. I think after the break, Justin Kennedy is going to give us a question about this truffle beer because it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty great. All right, hey, we'll take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. This one's called Lovely Seven, also by Mamarazzi. This is Beer Sessions Radio. Welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. It's our first show of the year. We're talking about beer technology and a happy new year to everybody. And again, check out heritageradionetwork.org. And thanks to our sponsors, greatbeers.com. So Ed Baristecki from Mugs. But we got, we're talking beer technology, but also it's about beer. So, Augie, you just blew my mind. You got the, the truffle beer. Yep. Gilded Lily is its is – its, I know you hate names. I know you want everything just to be called a brown or a, a black. But <laughs> this one's called Gilded Spring Lily. Spring Salad Blend. That's right. That's Panzanella. But, um, and I love that one. But uh, how did you get your truffles for your truffle beer? So along my very spotted and sorted history, 
between being born in opening cart and I was a waiter for a while at some of the respected New York City uh, restaurants. And a guy I used to wait tables with at a pretty high-end restaurant that was called Washington Park that became crew that then went out of business um, went on to become the truffle salesman for D'Artagnan. Uh, and I know that. So when I planned for this beer, I called him up. and I said, look, I don't need anything ridiculous and presentable in a room. I need something with a lot of aromatic punch that I can blend into a beer. And then this year was a good year for truffles. There were a lot of them. Since I'm of the belief that the best are the little Albin truffles about the size of a walnut, not the big ridiculous table-side truffles, he was able to get me those. We used about two kilos for about 22 final barrels of the beer. And we just blended them in a hot tea to make sure there was no infection on them. And then we just pumped them over like they were a dry hop. And the fun part about the beer was we had to believe it would work. Truffle season is only six weeks. So you couldn't make the beer, test it, and then make it. You had to make the beer and just commit to this expense and believe it was going to work. Um, the nice part was it did, but that's why it's such a high-gravity beer, right? In restaurants, what you stick truffles to is fat, right? So butters and egg yolks and cheese. We were believing that at about 10%, there'd be enough alcohol to hold on to that. And the gamble worked. And I, I, this is one of my favorite beers we ever made. It's just it's neat, and I believe it's kind of to our mission. It's not like any other beer. De- definitely on the nose, man. I mean, it, it, right away, it's truffle. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like I said, it was it was fun to do. It worked. We believed it would smell good. Truffles are, I like to, the joke I like to make is it smells like sex and candy, right? It's got that dirty, <laughs> hippie festival, patchouli sex smell of truffles, and then it tastes kind what of like if, What if I triple. cooked with it? Would this, this beer be similar you'd, to you'd, a truffle no, you'd oil? you'd blow the aroma right out. You'd if you went above out. 140 degrees, you'd blow the aroma right off it. Uh, it's a very volatile aroma. It's not going to stick around long. It's better to cook something and drink it with it. And then what, just from a culinary side, after you've, you've steeped the, the truffles, mm-hmm. what do you do with the leftover truffles? Are they no, no, spots? we left them in. Ideally, yeah. if, if you if – because you, we only did this in growler. This is way too expensive to, to really do anything with. You could only buy this in half growlers from us. It didn't really go out. Um, and it was just an experiment to see if it would work, and it was fun. But if you bought a growler from us and you left it in your fridge for a week, what was in the bottom of that bottle was not yeast. It was bits of the truffle. That's beautiful, man. Cheers thank to you, man. You. Yeah, Once you. again, category busting. So uh, talk about beer, guys. Eric Stevens, you and your brother, Will, you, know, you founded BeerManus.com. But I know your brother, in particular, Will, was really into beer. You know, He hosted a lot of beer tastings. And yep. I know he's taking some of the Cicerone classes now. Yeah. Um, you know, How did you get into beer? Uh, our father actually got us into beer. There's some... Uh, <laughs> Some pretty crazy photos of my brother and I when I was seven and he was four helping our dad homebrew, stirring the, stirring the boil. I met your dad once. Yeah. A few years ago. He came by Jimmy's that. number yeah. 43. Yeah. Yeah. So he, uh, he, got us, he got us into the game very early. And then um, sort of when we were in college, we got um, – so we homebrewed with him a little bit when we were very young. And then we got back into it again sort of as we got into college and started to become of legal age and um, – yeah, really, our, our dad got us into it, and uh, yeah, we were just fortunate. It was such a great time to, to be into craft beer as we were sort of coming out of college and coming into the working world. So that was kind of natural. You're like a developer, aren't you? Like a software guy? Yeah, I, um, my background is as a product manager, and I actually taught myself how to program um, as a part of building beer menus. Just excited about it and, and taught myself so I could, could build beer menus. But you started as beer fans. 
Yeah, we started so. as beer fans for sure, and then and figured out the the technology side to make uh, to make beer menus work. And that's why we love you. So, what did you bring? You actually you brought a, a beer from the Commons in Portland, Oregon. Yep. And they were here last spring a year ago for this travel Portland thing. So we have we have some of their beers at Jimmy's Number Forty Three. You want to pop that for us? We can taste yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be great. It's a it's a beer Will picked up when he was out uh, out in Portland. Cool. All right, man. Shh. Have you had this beer before, Ed? The Commons? Never. It's great. <laughs> Literally, it was like, uh, I mean, Portland, Oregon is so cool. And we'll give a shout out to our buddies out there and, and Christian DeBenedetti, who wrote the Ale Trail, great book. And he's got the Weekly Pint. You guys should check that out if you're interested in weekly, you know, beer updates. But um, Christian turned me on to these guys. They, they came out last spring. Uh, feast. It's called Travel Portland, sent out like three different brewers from Portland, which is cool. They did a tasting at the Cannibal and uh, the Gotham West Market. And it was just great. There was Hub, a guy from Hub, and a guy from uh, Commons, another brewery. But it was, it was pretty cool. And I love that when you know these local regions embrace their their brewers now as, as talent. So they basically, in terms of promoting travel to Portland, they sent three brewers to New York City and uh, invited media and, and food people. And that's pretty wild. I mean, I don't, uh, on, are you on seeing my, that in other areas? Well, on my honeymoon in uh, 04 <laughs> we went we went to the uh, the slow food festival in Italy and there was an entire contingent of the 04 brewers all these guys we talk about and love from all over America that were parked at one place in the middle of the slow food convivium of 40,000 small beer small food producers and there were you know all those heroes of mine now there then just standing behind a counter trying to convince Italians to drink American craft that they were never going to see anyway. And it was it was awesome. Like that's, well, I'm, that's, I'm going somewhere with this. That's because with these different, you know, types of apps and sites, I mean, you know, we're talking about brewers in, in, in Portland and going to Italy. I mean, for you guys, like Greg, is, is Untapped International, you know? Yeah, Untapped's an international app. I mean, we have people use it. Um, we've actually had a check on checking on almost every single continent. Uh, there's some in, in South Africa that are becoming really big over the last couple of months. Uh, Brazil is a very big hotbed right now for craft beer, uh, something that I never really knew about until I looked at some of the untapped data. Uh, but, you know, it, it's an international application, and, you know, that's kind of where I got into beer. Uh, I actually was not really into beer when I first made the app. Uh, I was still experimenting, and I haven't found the beer. If you talk to some people, like, oh, I don't really like beer, it's because they haven't found the beer that they like yet. And through Untapped, I've been able to figure out which beers I like, which styles I like, uh, which places I like to go to. And from there, I kind of uh, figure out which beer I like. And people overseas can see the same thing, too. They can see what's happening in the U.S. We can see what's happening over in Europe um, and all that fun stuff. So uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a global product, I guess you could say. All right, man. I've checked in from London and Canada. Yeah, I mean, I've been over to Ireland and uh, London before. Amsterdam, uh, Belgium, they're really big and untapped mm. over there. Mm. Uh, and the cool thing is when you Thank get you. over there, too, and you want to find a place to go, you can use the app to figure out what hot spe- what uh, what beers around you or what's uh, local uh, to your location. So it's a great way to kind of figure out uh, if you're traveling in a new city for the first time, what's local to that area that you want to try. All right. Well, cheers, everybody. This has been a cool show. Um, Here's to you, bro. You know, Eric, thanks for bringing this. So the, hello to the Commons in Portland, Oregon. Man. You guys uh, really made an impact in New York. You are only here for a short time last year. And I, What places in New York City have the Commons on? Who uh, can find that first? <laughs> Who's the fastest? I mean, I'm, I'm mocking the, the beer technology, but we all couldn't live without it. And it's really, you know, it's been important for all of us. So 
I mean, Ed, do you ever go anywhere besides Mogsdale House to drink beer? You no. don't need to. No, Jimmy's. That's it. <laughs> Sometimes. And here, Roberta's. And Roberta's, yeah. After 22 years, you think I haven't drunk enough beer in my life? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, well, all right, so let's talk. I Let's would talk about say, where I can get carton beer. No, Let's stop, 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 stop. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no carton beer. Um, but I would say, so the thing, because ultimately the, the five of us would identify as small businesses. And what, what I would say, if, you know, th- there's definitely a niche for everybody. Like as a runner, you care about that app. And as a guy looking for free feedback, I care about these apps. But... Um, I think as a as a drinker, right? Like I said, I started on Untapped and Beer Menus long before there was a carton uh, brewing because I was a guy enthusiastic about drinking beers, just like we're drinking right now. In, you know, with other guys that wanted to drink. So, the social aspect about about Untapped is my favorite part about it. The utility of beer menus is my favorite part about it, and the the way to find out about the guys associated with these guys is obviously the asset there. Right? If I have a favorite beer. And I'm having an argument with a friend that we should go there. I can just log on to theirs and be like, here's the 20 beers they have. Stop. And there's a, there's a value in, in all that to all these things. And it's, you know, for this tiny, small, nascent business we're all part of. Like, there's all the drama in the press about what's big and what's little. We're, what, 8% of all the beer served in America? Three websites making it easier for people to find us, the bars and brewers. It's all a good thing, and it's a symbiosis. And there's well, I, I think that everywhere. more people want craft beer than anything, and, and I, I should be more tied into to what you guys are doing because whenever I go somewhere new, I'm always disappointed that they don't have a good beer on draft. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, I just want to say something because, again, being in this business for 22 years from you know the, the early days, and the early days when you went someplace, what would you do? Ale Street News, the back, you take the map, you're in Washington, D.C., who's got good beer? And now you don't have to do that. And, you know, of course, like you just said, each one has something special about it. And I applaud it as an old-timer, Jimmy, as an (laughs) (laughs) old-timer. I applaud it, and, and I applaud all of them. I applaud all of them because I think it's a, it's a good thing, even though, like, again, a, an old fart like myself, uh, looking at it is a little bit Go back to the different. polka circuit. Okay? I am. I'm trying to. It's like the in Home Alone, circuit, the polka, Home Alone 1, yeah, this guy saved, he saved the day by his, his polka band yeah. took the mother back to right. Polka, polka, polka. Yeah. <laughs> Which I only know because I saw Home Alone John 1 Candy. at Christmas with my daughter. So. Yeah, we, wa- we watched it about 10 times at the house because yeah. I, I wanted to see that scene. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give a quick wrap-up. Okay. we got three beer technologists here. Everybody, just say a quick sign-off before, before we go. So, Mark, you go with it because you're the new guy. Beer Board. So this is Mark from Beer Board. I, I'll just say that's a good way to end it. Technology, I think, can help increase the share of craft beer, and which is great. So I, I do say that for, for Augie. Technology can drive the availability for, for the craft beer industry. All right. Eric from Beer Menus. Yeah, I mean, we we created beer menus because we wanted a way to choose bars and restaurants based on their beer selection, and uh, it's been amazing to be able to do that and just been exciting to see how much the the industry has been growing and how many people there are out there that really want to choose bars based on their specific beer selection. All right, Greg from Untapped. 
Yeah, I mean, it's to echo that point, we created on tap to help to connect the breweries with the customers and the customers with the breweries. And through this kind of system where craft beer wins in every situation, it's a great way for everyone to kind of communicate, find what beer they like, where they want to drink it, and what they like, and get better recommendations for that. So, And how about a thanks to Jimmy for having us yes, on thanks here. to Jimmy. Hey, well, Jimmy, thanks to the whole crew, it, Justin Matt, Kennedy, I appreciate it. Jimmy, thank you. Maggie said, and everybody. Yeah, but we're not done much, yet, Jimmy. so we're gearing up for now to announcements, guys. Slow down. We're gearing up for New York City Beer Week, which is going to be probably the best one ever uh 2015 the end of february and it begins on friday february 20th with the big toast where 100 of the top craft beer bars in the city will be will be toasting a special beer and it's i'm probably giving you the, the scoop on that but that's one of the coolest things and a bunch of bar owners work with the the brewers together said hey let's start off beer week in the bars on friday night so you, you're going to be somewhere on Friday, February 20th, toasting with one of the best beers that you can find. That's the place to go, New York City Beer Week. And our special event, the New York City Brewer's Choice, will be on Tuesday, February 24th in Brooklyn. So lots going on in New York City. And also in closing, I'd like to thank our sponsors at greatbrewers.com who helped to bring this podcast to you tonight. To Ed, Augie, Greg, Eric, Mark, and all the rest, thanks for joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producers, Maggie Seiden and Justin Kennedy, and to our engineer, Jack Inns. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.